Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I'm Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC. With me back today is our Lead Pastor, Brad Livingston. What's up, guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, and um, coming off a a great week, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes, but uh, it's good to have all you guys back, and thank you all for listening, everyone that does the downloads. Are you out of pocket already? No. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so, no, we're super excited, and um, man, before we get into all all the stuff that we have for today our guest on the podcast with us back again mr juan butler what up hey and uh juan our uh small groups director and student director yeah so and then uh mr john sap hello Just kidding. John. This is my life. <laughs> um, but uh, where can they find you guys? Juwan, we always get into this. It's Jay Breezy with three E's. On uh, on Instagram. 850. Yeah, on Instagram. On Instagram. Jay Breezy. What are you on Twitter? Are you off Twitter now? I'm off Twitter. God. You were on, then off, and then on again, then off again. Yeah. Your yeah. biggest moment of your social media life was on Twitter, and you got off. The fame got to me. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's too much pressure. Mm-hmm. I tried to treat you my can- friends real, real bad. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to cut that out. <laughs> uh, dope. Jay Breezy with three E's. John, where can they find you? It's simple. It's just my name, John W. Sap. Awesome. What's the W stand for? William. Will I am. Nerd. Nerd alert. <laughs> Anyways, so. Uh, we'll start calling him Bill. Bill. <laughs> Old, Old Bill. Bill. Bill Sap. Man, I had, a, I, had a, I had a buddy in high school. He called all our teachers by their first name. It was hilarious. You know they didn't like that. Oh no, he got he got ridden up multiple times. <laughs> Worth it. I got an uncle named Bill Williams, so his name's William Williams. Oh. A lot of thought went into that. That's Oof. yeah. That's weird. So uh, anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I went down a dark. If you're uh, joining us live on Facebook, um, if you got questions throughout the podcast, put them in the put them in the comments. We'll try to we'll maybe try to talk to them if they're good. If yeah, they're, or if, if they're lame, we'll just act like we didn't see them. Yeah, yeah, or that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or if you got questions from Sunday, some of you guys that are watching right now, you uh, you were there Sunday, and maybe you got some comments, questions, um, some of those things that we can tackle on the podcast. We'll be glad to do it. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast uh, and you're not watching live, uh, and you have questions you have statements um or anything like that you can obviously um tweet justin or i um or you can send an email to follow up at transformationchurch.com yes um so we'd love to love to hear from you guys lots of downloads happen on our podcast so thank you guys for tuning in glad you're with us yeah so uh it's a cop rated podcast on itunes i read or something really no, but okay. No. Sounds cool. <laughs> I, I, I Sounds totally good. bit into that. I was like, "Wow, false advertising!" <laughs> That's awesome. yeah. But you can make us that way by liking and sharing our podcast. Oh, no. there you go. Shameless plug. Yeah, yeah. Rate and review. But seriously. But seriously, yeah. Um, if you don't like us, just don't do a negative review. Just yeah. keep that to yourself. Yeah. No one, <laughs> don't no one wants tell, to be that guy. Don't tattletale to the world that you don't like our podcast. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. Right, because it's awesome. So obviously, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with you if you don't like a podcast. Anyway, well, oh god. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so it's been uh, we're coming off a, a good Sunday, man. Things were popping on Sunday. Yep, a lot of people, Poppin'. man. So it was crazy. Yeah, it was a good day. 
It was. And, um, you know, we're continuing to see this big upswing momentum shift, you know, coming into the fall, just all the things we hope for. You know, we talked about it last week. We talked about it for the past couple weeks because it's like, you know, two weeks ago, it was like, you know, eight or 10 connect cards. And then like last week, it was like 14 connect or 15 connect cards. And this week was 22, this week, 22 connect. It's like, good grief. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, um, it's a good deal. It's good. Yeah. But some, some awesome new families rolling in and just new people rolling in and, and, um, it's good to see some of our families that ha- that are new getting connected. You know, Juwan, I know you guys are killing it with students over there. Yeah, right? yeah, we so. got a lot of students. I think we're uh, up to, I want to say this week we're, we're looking at like 24. Come on. That started, awesome. first week was six, seven? Uh, yeah, like seven or eight, I think. Okay. It was as low. And, and that was just a couple weeks ago. And that was, yeah. couple we- that was yeah. three weeks ago. Yeah. So, you know, we're coming Come up quick. We're, <laughs> we're re- kind of relaunching our uh, student ministry. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, supposed to be like using my dumb. house soon or something. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> hey Ash, uh, yeah, you're supposed to talk to your wife about that. I don't know if she's watching right now. Yeah, but Ash, so, we need your house. Yeah, Ash, <laughs> uh, I told them that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, no, real talk though. It's been good. It's been a lot of fun. Um, you know this this like this is the most fun season of ministry we'll ever be in. I talk to a lot of pastors and stuff. They're portable, um, or they used to be portable, you know, and a lot of them say the same thing over and over again. It's like, man, that was the most fun in ministry. Like, don't get me wrong. Having a building is great and it's, it's good to not have to set stuff up. And, you know, we're in that season right now and we'll be here for a while longer, but, um, you know, they say that it, it's, it is nice to have a facility and have your own place and all those things. Um, but, but we're going to look back on this, you know, two year or so time frame uh, of being an AMC and we're going to like, we're going to realize this was the most fun we had in ministry, you know? Yeah. Um, so for those of us, you know, Justin, myself, even John a little bit, you know, we've been on staff before where you, you if you're not careful the mundane the yeah. parts of your job can kind of catch up to you. And I, I mean, I'm having a blast. Does it work? Yeah. Like, but we got a killer team. I mean, the crew, Adam Simon and the crew, they're killing it. Clutch. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, uh, awesome. and, and yeah. Juwan's on the crew, but <laughs> so we're all, yeah, we're all on the crew except Justin. Cause that's, I, that's I not, not I the way tear down. Do. You do help tell it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, he's not on the setup crew. Cause, as Justin has said, you don't want Justin on the setup crew. Yeah. Uh, I'll come if y'all want me to. Yeah, <laughs> why y'all putting that there? How come y'all? It's like, yeah. don't worry about it. No. I, I, I help. I help tear down. Yeah, help tear down. I help get banners and stuff in the hall and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's a it's a team effort, but man, it's so it's just a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. I, know, I think we're all enjoying it. Yeah. You know, it's not boring. Um, you know, and and even. Uh, you know, here when we hear other pastors and they talk about the labor of the ministry or like the burden of the ministry or one of those things, I'm like, like I've worked a lot of jobs and this is the most fun that I've ever had. Like, oh yeah, we have great, <laughs> we have great jobs. Yeah, so it's awesome. It's awesome. So, so there's a lot. Um, there's a lot you could be doing at nowhere rank. I think we have a blast. I think we have a great job. Yeah, listen, we get yeah, like it's sure. like you know we say it like with the Jane team like we do get to do this like it's a privilege. Yeah. It's a privilege, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Fun. So, man, good times. We're still in the Heart of the House. Heart of the House series. I yeah. like this Heart of the House. It's a good series. I like it. It's a good series. Good. Good. I'm glad. I think it's <laughs> a, a lot of people, because a lot of people, like, they come to our church and they're like, what is this all about? And we're walking yeah. through, you know, through what we're all about. So, it's like, we're answering the questions that they have. Well, and we didn't have those before. I mean, you know, I think every every church has or should have 
part of what they do is the same, you know, as a church, you know, you part of your mission is like to reach people for Jesus and all yeah, those right. type of yeah. things, you know, and then, and then however, and however the Lord has led that particular church to maybe accomplish that. That's, that's where I think the uniqueness of churches comes in, which I think is great. You know, we kind of always had our vision and right. But this is like, it's just deeper than that. It's yeah. like, yeah. it's not just, you know, like, we do have our ta- our motto for the church, like our vision statement of, you know, we just see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. This is just deeper than that. Right. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, we've gotten, we've gotten great feedback on the series so far. You know I mean, it's just kind of, it's, it's putting everybody on mission, you know, and clarity. You know, we talked to the, we I talked to the pipeline last night, our leadership pipeline. And one of the things we were talking about last night is empowered leaders, but, the way that you empower leaders and the way that we act as empowered leaders is, is really always wanting to communicate where the goal line is, like what what the wins are, uh, what it means to be on the team. Like those things are so important. And so the, this is giving us an opportunity, you know, (laughs) we kind of, I kind of went out of my way on Sunday to let people know, like, you know, particularly this bad, this week, you know, that we preached on is like, if you're not buying into this, like I can recommend a lot of good churches you could go check out, you know? Yeah. Um, cause it's like, this is, this is who we are. Right. And I didn't say that every week, but this particular week is one, like, to me, it's a non-negotiable, you know, well, this, this message on unity is a non-negotiable. Yeah. Yeah. You like know? if you're, if you're not into that, number one, there's something wrong. If yeah, you're not yeah, into repent. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that being yeah. the case, like, it, you know, we're not going to compromise that for anyone. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. And, and I think it's just different, you know, cause throughout the, you know, different weeks. So we've talked about uh, the different aspects of the code, right? Our passion drives our pursuit. Like we, we love who he loves because we love him. Right. Mm-hmm. Talking about Jesus. And we talked about just one more and we talked about how celebration is not optional. And we talked like, so we, we, we worked our way through a number of the, of the aspects of our code. Um, but it's different. So, I think during certain seasons of your life, you may or may not be as proactive about some of those things. You go through a certain season in your life where, you know, you're not really celebrating. Maybe you're in mourning, grieving, whatever. Uh, you go through, maybe you're coming through just a tough season where, you know, things have happened and, and you're not so much looking at whose world you can impact. You're kind of just trying to take care of you for a little right, bit of season, right, you know. Right, yeah. So, like, the different aspects of the code – there shouldn't be long periods of time where it's this way, but there are certainly times where it's like, okay, we're going to take a step back from, from this or from that or, you know, whatever. Um, but this past Sunday is, is it's not something that comes and goes, you know, there's no ebb and flow to unity. It's like, this is, this is literally who we are. Um, and so, uh, and it's something that quite, quite frankly, sometimes we have to fight for, you know, we really have to make certain stands that are necessary. Yeah, and it, you know, I think you were sitting there, Juwan, but right before the first service, your mom, you know, I sit next to your mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think she said something along the lines of like, um, maybe she asked what this week was or something about unity or so I had the notes or something, and she said something. She said, you know, I pray every day against division in our church. It was right after transition, after we came off the stage. For oh, when we came back, she came, yeah, okay. Yeah. She said, she said, yeah, oh, that's right. She was kind of saying good job or whatever to, to you, um, but she was saying, you know, I pray every day. I pray the division out of our church. And she said, not that we have much division. Yeah. I said, well, maybe we don't cause you pray every <laughs> yeah, day for seriously. it, you know, yeah, like that, yeah, right. you know, and, but it's, but it's the, the, I think it's easy. It's real easy to 
for division to weave its way in, especially if you're not concerned as much about unity or you think you're united or everyone is the same. So the assumption is we're united. Yeah. 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 You know, we were talking at our small group, um, going through those discussion questions and actually Becca made a good point. She was like, she was like, I think a lot of people think they're a lot better like in regards to celebrating unity than we think we are. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Mm. And so like some people like, we take that for granted and we're just like, Oh no, we're like, if if we're not careful, yeah, like we'll just be like, no, we're good. Like we don't need to address. Oh, that's a really good point. And I think, I think we all have probably seen that even in, in churches and it's, it's not a knock. I I think it's just because churches are full of have people. Yeah, people are right. flawed. It's like, it's like Tom Rainer, you know, with, um, all his books on, on church leadership and things like that. But, you know, they do like secret shopping with churches yeah. to help give feedback yeah. and all, but you know, 99% of churches or whatever it is will claim that they're a friendly church. They all think they're friendly, but what the data shows is they're friendly to each other. Right. You know, when someone new, sometimes some churches don't have new guests come for months at a time. They don't even know how to, Mm-hmm. You know, you're almost treated yeah. as like, who is this? Because yeah. yeah. we don't have, you, you know, it's like, yeah, 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 um, yeah. but the they're friendly. To them, they're friendly, but they're yeah. really friendly to each other. It's kind of the same, along the same lines. Yeah. It's like, yeah. we're, we welcome everyone until someone walks in that doesn't look like you. Right, right, you right, know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And then it's like, oh God. You know? Yeah, it's like that same exercise when, when you, we used to go in the corporate, the corporate worlds and be like, we would be like, you know, check this box. If you're the, if you're in the top 5% of salesmen at this company, check your box, Everyone check this box, it, yeah. 80, 85% check yeah. the box. And so yeah. like, like 80% of y'all are wrong. So <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's that idea. It's like, we always think we're better than we actually are. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, in, in, in that particular situation, it's usually the ones that didn't check the box that were actually part of the, the, the top 5%. You well, know, you so. know and, I, and I think we've hit on it a couple of times over the last few weeks, but so much of this kind of stuff is about intentionality. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not that every, every church has a desire to not have unity or like that. It's just, if you're not super intentional, it's like, let's get off of this stuff, but it's like they say about young people, like churches that want to reach, you know, we got to start reaching millennials and then those even younger. Yeah. Well, the only way to really reach them is you have to disproportionately invest in them mm-hmm. like disproportionately right. invest that doesn't yeah. mean equal to everyone else like more yeah. you know, that means someone's yeah. gonna get less you know mm-hmm. and and hopefully there's a you know you start there's a there's a group of people that you can afford to quote-unquote invest less into you everyone can put their focus on reaching who you're trying to reach right same, same kind of concept yeah and it's just super being super intentional um and and at the small group you know we've talked about it before i think probably on the podcast at least on an episode about there's a big difference in unity when it comes to multi-ethnic, you know, multi-racial and multicultural. Versus, yeah, versus multicultural. You know, yeah, just right. because you're multiracial doesn't mean you're multicultural. Right, right. And for us, we want to be both. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times you may have a predominantly, say, white church with some with, with black people that attend, which is great. At least yeah. you're there. Um, but the expectation is the minority conforms to the majority culture. Right. So it's not, it's not multicultural. We want to be both. Yeah. We want to honor all the cultures that are part of our church. Yeah. yeah. Especially when we're as big of a percentage of black as we are compared to white, you know, and then of course we have a, you know, some, uh, an Asian population and Hispanic and all that. And I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the hard part, you know, in, in all of it is, is it's not just about race, even though that's a big part of it. It's not the only part of it. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a generational thing. It's a wealth thing. It's an income class thing. You know, classism exists, you know, the generation thing is cool to me. Yeah. I like the different, you know? Yeah. yeah. 
and it's and it's it, it's always work no matter what it is you know what i mean like it's 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 not bad work you know but it's just like it's something you got to pay attention it's intentional. to you, you have to you intentionally go out of your way to to lead certain people to guide people totally. to to love people like you know what i mean um and to to interact with people that may not be the norm for you you know what i mean like so uh you know he made the joke in the first service you know I mean it's like i'm white you know <laughs> everybody someone, was shocked I, I heard someone scream from my left side it was like kind of you know and I was like, <laughs> yeah, right. even, your, even your mom was like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah uh you know oh I'm, you're white i'm white but i i'm invited to the barbecue you know what i'm saying like that was the that was the, that was the, the joke thing. during the service and yeah. it's, um but it's just so different and i think man that's why i think it's so cool and i really appreciate my dad like that just wasn't a conversation it was never a conversation we had to have about living a life that was that embraced you know different races and ethnicities and all those things um, because it was just something we lived yeah like uh, it wasn't until I started going deeper south to where some of my uncles lived and stuff like that that I found out like oh this isn't a thing (laughs) oh okay like you know what I mean and was having conversations with different people you know in and out of my family that I started going like oh oh," like you know what I mean like Uh, yeah because in my bubble it was a very multi, I mean, pastor Dan. That's normal. Yeah. I mean, you know, other than the ch- first church we were a part of when I was, you know, from till when I was born till I was two or three after that, you know, we, he planted a church in downtown Cincinnati between a, you know, strip club and a liquor store, you know, right across the street from, or over the Rhine, which is next to the red stadium downtown. You know what I mean? So that was a very mixed crowd. Um, you know what I mean? Then we, we left there, moved here, uh, and instantly, you know, he took over an all-white church, and his very first outreach was to Truman Arms and Pensacola Village. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> instantly changed the demographic of, of that course. church, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which they weren't happy about, some of them weren't happy about, but nonetheless, you know. Um, so, like, and then we launched our church. And so, I mean, it's just like those through the years, it's just, I, again, to me, it's just never been something. It was never work. It was just the way we lived. Like I, I didn't know differently until I actually got older, you know, and you get down this way. Yeah. 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 And, and even, even here growing up, I was in, I was only in the bubble that he created for me. Right. And my parents always had me in public school. Um, you know, which was considerably different in the late nineties, early two thousand. It is today, but that's not the conversation for today. Um, but they always had me in public school, and so man, I went to MacArthur Elementary, but then I went to Brentwood Middle School. So and that was a very diverse crowd. And then Woodham and Woodham High School, very diverse crowd. You know what I mean? So it was like this is just this has been my whole life, man. Like it just wasn't, you know. And I'm grateful for that. Like I, it's not something I had to learn. Like it, you know, it was generally just the way I was raised. You know, and it's like. Not, it's not that we don't see color, right? Like we yeah. talk about the sun. It's like it's not that I don't see it; it's that we we embrace it. Right. Like I see who you are, and I embrace who you are. Yeah, I was you know? glad you said that on Sunday. I <laughs> I really hate when people say that. Yeah, I can't, <laughs> so I can't. stupid. I, as a minority, I can't stand that statement. So it's like, okay, I, let's do a PSA. <laughs> Public service announcement. Okay. We got a black guy on our podcast who nice. just said he hates it. So to all the white people <laughs> that listen or are watching, stop telling our black and Hispanic and Asian brothers and sisters, I don't see color yeah. like you're saying something. Yeah. Right. You, don't say did, it, you don't say it to white people. If you don't see it, how did you know to say that? Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, right. You can't say it. it. And we understand, so we understand your, what you're trying to say. 
you're just doing a bad job at saying it. Okay, so uh, we understand your heart. Thank you for wanting to communicate that you value them. Just do it a different way because that's right. not a helpful statement. Yeah, So I think it's hilarious. Yeah, so a head nod will do. Yeah, head, <laughs> up though, not oh, down. Not down. Uh, yeah, not yeah, down. head nod up. Yep, that's the celebration versus toler- toleration. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, man, it, it was good. John, what is uh, it, you grew up in Pensacola? Are you were actually Atlanta? Yeah, I grew up in Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> Never better. mind, we ain't even got to talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> <laughs> what part of Atlanta? Um, like so Buckhead. We we lived on the. We um, lived on Peachtree Lane. <laughs> <laughs> no, we lived actually on the outskirts of Mar- in Marietta. Oh yeah, Marietta. So it's like uh, ten choice. minutes from the city, fifteen minutes from the city, whatever. Oh, yeah, that's, that's 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 kind of a nice area, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, so. <laughs> but you know, we did we did a lot of stuff downtown because at the time. My mom was married to my then stepdad, and they're no longer no longer married. Um, yeah, ex stepdad. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, we did a lot of stuff downtown because he he it was uh, construction. He's a construction construction superintendent. There you go. I there can't it say. Get I can't it speak. out. It is. Words are hard. English is is not my first uh, language. Okay. <laughs> he built um, stuff. So yeah, he built stuff. <laughs> he made he made all the he made all like the big buildings in Atlanta. He's like part of making the big buildings in Atlanta. So. Cool. Uh, we were always building. down. We were always down. Thanks for bringing that to a third grade level. Yeah, yeah. All the he big made buildings. all the big buildings. He made, he made, <laughs> not, not the little ones. ones. <laughs> not the big ones. The big ones. Yeah. Uh, Why do they call them buildings if they're already built? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, that's yeah. a philosophy question. I don't know if I'm going to have time for that. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, we talked about it Sunday, and uh, you know, we use a we use a story from the Bible uh, in John chapter four uh, is where we talked about it coming from the the Samaritan woman, and you know. Um, and this idea that uh, at TC we aim to cultivate, you know, I, I think we kind of let off with uh, one of the first codes, you know, is that everyone is invited, right? So, and I know that sounds like a super easy statement. Like everyone is invited because every church says that, but every church doesn't live that, right? Um, or maybe people say that, but maybe some, a lot of times people don't live that. You know, we want to be a church that models this idea that everyone is invited, right? Yeah. Um, and that we go out of our way to, you know, the tagline underneath it. Uh, Justin, if you want to read it, you can. Yeah, we will cultivate diversity while maintaining unity. Yeah, uh, and, and the key word there is cultivate, you know, Um and I think there's a lot of churches that tolerate diversity while maintaining unity, which means that as long as whoever they're tolerating conforms, then they're welcome to keep conforming. Right. It's like, yeah. it's like, that's, that's not like we, we cultivate diversity. I mean, like we intentionally try to develop and acquire, um, diversity in our church because it matters that much to us. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, and so is this it, the difference between what you tolerate and what you celebrate? Yeah. You know, we've talked about that before, Yeah, you know, and it's like, we don't, you know, we don't tolerate, you know, other ethnicities or races or whatever. Like we celebrate, like, you know, we go out of our way to, to embrace, you know, um, if you walked in on a trustee meeting, like, uh, it, multiple ethnicities, uh, a very balanced people group of ethnicity, age, um, income class is represented on, you know, in that, you know, if you were to look at our overseer board, you know, that oversees our church, you would find multiple ages, <laughs> multiple ethnicities. Like, it, uh, you know, when you look at, um, our staff, there's pastor Dan, you know, most of our staff is young. Um, 
but we still yeah we are (laughs) except for justin (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but no i mean justin justin other than pastor dan who technically is still on staff even though he's he's the founding pastor so his role is very limited in what he has to do from a week-to-week basis but his capacity is very high in what um he can do on a week-to-week basis and so um but he's you know he's he's older you know, in his fifties, whereas most of us are in our twenties and thirties, but there's still, you know, you guys have all experienced it. You know, Pastor Dan will just swoop in every now and then and just like give you that little help. Like, Hey, don't forget X, Y, and Z. Like, Hey, like, and he's just dropping little wisdom mm-hmm. on yeah. us on how we can continue to care for our whole church, not just the 30 year olds in our church yeah. and 20 yeah. year olds in our church better. So, um, you know, that's represented on our staff, you know, different races, uh, you know, Juwan, different generations, Pastor Dan, um, you know, and, uh, so gender, gender. gender yeah, yeah. Karen, um, you know, so female and male, like we, so we really go out of our way to, to embrace it. This is who we are. Yeah. It's not something we just try to practice as often as we can. Like it, it, it's a true genuine representation of, mm-hmm. of our church, yeah. you know? So it just matters. Like, so this idea that everyone is invited, that's real. It's not just something that, you know, we toy around with. Yeah. So. Absolutely. But it takes, it takes intentionality. And I think that's the key, you know, I mean, Juwan, Juwan, Juwan and Miss Terry, your mom, yeah. you guys have been eating Thanksgiving dinner at our house. Dude, for- I was just thinking about that. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, I was looking for like the, yeah, the, yeah. the pause, but yeah, like since I was like, eight or nine like pastor dan and miss kathy have always been like what are you guys doing for this holiday what are you guys doing for that holiday you guys should come to the house like make sure you guys have some place like and they made sure every year i'm 22 now like <laughs> you've been eating at my house i've for been eating at y'all's house every every holiday yeah. <laughs> like yeah so it's like, like like we said it's not tolerated like it's it's celebrated like they make sure like everybody has a seat at the table and i think that's awesome yeah like, yep yeah it's huge, man. It's, it's so necessary. And, um, so that it's, it's just helpful, you know? And I think about people like, I think about people in our church, like, uh, like Tremaine. I mean, you know, the running joke, I tell people, I'm like, I've known Tremaine since before he had hair, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's got dreads down to the middle of his back. You know, it's like, I've, I've known him since I was ooh, uh, six, six years old, you know? Um, you know, I, I think about, uh, Sherry and Alan Pons, um, who are in our church, right? Yeah. Uh, African-American couple whose uh, daughter and son-in-law, um, Shay and Willie Stevens, African-American couple, they're in our church and their daughter and son-in-law, right? Uh, Cammy Johnny are in our church, right? And their son, who's, you know, young, he was three, I think he's three years old. You know, there's four generations of that family, of that an african-american family four generations of it is in our church right now that's yeah. awesome. so like that that's a like a whole like, generational like ethnicity like it, it's just a picture of you know what i love about our church which is like yeah you know it's home yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's home for everybody you know like it totally. so um so then we, we kind of get into John chapter four, you know, we're talking about the Samaritan woman, Jesus comes to the well, you know, he sits down to take a rest. Uh, and when he does, he asks this woman for a drink and, uh, it triggers this conversation. Um, and what the conversation actually is, is a, the process of transformation 
that Jesus does in this woman's life, you know? Um, but he asked her for a drink. And if you want the full breakdown, you guys can go watch the sermon. You know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do the full breakdown now, but if you want the full breakdown, check out the sermon from this past Sunday. Uh, but he, he starts talking to her. And so the very first thing he does is he asks her for a drink and she responds to him with this idea of like, but you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. Like that's not how this works, right? you know? And I think that that's, that's a great picture of what, some people walk into our church not not knowing they're going to encounter not in a negative way but just like you know like people walk into our church and they go oh like i did not i mean even your first sunday right like it wasn't a not from a racial perspective <clears throat> but from a generational perspective you oh, were yeah. like, you were like this is there's a lot more people that are older in here than i than i realized like you can test to that i don't no, yeah, I mean, y'all told, we always talked about it, yeah. you know, as far as like, you know, it was, it was known that Transformation Church was kind of like pretty diverse church, <clears throat> but what does that mean? Right. Until, until, right. You, until yeah. you see until you it, you know, because um, every, everybody that has one old person are all young or vice versa is like, we're multi-generational. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Well, uh, yeah. Not exactly. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, yeah. But it, I, I thought that my first Sunday with the, the age, the age gap, you know, there was, there was. Like young kids, like I say, young kids, like teenagers, that were all a part of the service and part of the church, and then people, you know, f- like 70s. like was it true? Tremaine's like grandmother, oh, back, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, people yeah. like her that are there. I mean, yeah, there's there's right. four generations of them too of Tremaine yeah, and his that's family. True. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even think um, about that. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? So it was like I was like, wow, there's, and not just that. It's like, I guess the assumption, my assumption, it's probably I don't know if it's the right assumption. It's probably not wrong. But the assumption is if there's a lot of, say, 20-year-olds, that there's going to be a lot of 50 or older that probably don't like that kind of church. Just like if there's a lot of 70-year-olds, there's a lot of 20-year-olds that don't like that kind of church. Yeah. You know, it's certainly not story. always the case, but it is often the case. It's all, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah. So I was just, it was just really cool my first Sunday to see – you know, yeah. the 50 year olds serving alongside the 20 year olds yeah. and, and not just in the church, part of the church, like yeah. serving right. and all that stuff. So I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, I mean, we had a new couple, um, walking on the other side of that, you know, talking about from like a ethnicity standpoint, we had a, a new couple walk in, uh, this past Sunday. So one of the girls from our student ministry was back. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. One of the girls from our student ministry was back this past Sunday, um, from way back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's white. Is that the girl from Rico? Yes. Yeah. The, so she's white. Her husband is black. No, she, she's been a part of our yeah. church in and out for a long time. So she knows the culture. Yeah. But her friends just moved here from Mobile uh, and uh, came to the church. And it's a couple. Uh, she's yeah. white. He's black. And, and was like, you know, we were just trying to find a church that would like welcome us through the doors, you know, not to say that there's no churches that will, but obviously in the South, there's some, there's a lot that won't. There's some that you, they may not tell you to get out, but they'll give you enough indication that you're not, you know, that you're not welcome or whatever. And so, um, so, you know, they walked in and they're like, it was just so refreshing. And I was like, which by the way, that's real stupid, but yeah, say that. Yeah. But um, yeah. sprinkle you know, that in there. That's okay. real, yeah, it's real stupid. So, and then we also got like our guy Joe, you know, from Joe's Caribe. Uh, plug if you haven't listen if you want if you want the listen. best Puerto Rican food in Pensacola. <laughs> yeah, if y'all what's today? Some, what's today? <laughs> Today's Tuesday. They open. 
<laughs> well, let's talk. About, gotta say nothing but a word. Listen, let's talk about our sponsor for today. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's Caribe. <laughs> yeah. Joe's Joe. I don't know what he's doing in that kitchen, <laughs> but it's the right thing. But it's the right they're, thing. They're killing it. I don't know what he's doing back there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want some the good Puerto Rican food, empanadas, tostones, chirifongo. Oh. Tre- Trefungo and Muffungo. 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 Uh, yeah, the jerk chicken. I mean, they got, Shoo. they even got like Ropa Vieja. I yeah. mean, they got. Chicharron. Yeah. The and food's the, fantastic. Tres Leche. Tres Leche. I, I tres leche. Oh, we're cultured. We're cultured here. Yeah. It's been real, guys. We'll see you guys next <laughs> week. <laughs> we still need that. Uh, Good food, though. So, yeah. it's, it's, uh, if you're in Pensacola, it's in the, it's where Ninth and Tippin and Langley and Twelfth and all that yeah, yeah, yeah. intersect. Yeah. <laughs> the Bermuda, the like Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you get no cell right service over there either. None. No. It's the Bermuda Triangle. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's across from my like Golden Corral. It's right there. Yeah. 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 So all that to say, <laughs> before we got off on that tangent, <laughs> I'm um, starving to death. Right yeah. Now. Joe and his family, you yeah. know, ha, uh, have been coming, and it's the same thing. You know what I mean? Like they were, they were he was appreciative. I got a chance to spend some time with him yesterday and he was very appreciative uh, of the conversation, you know, because yeah, we dealt with, uh, you know, we used conversations that can be very polarizing in our churches Mm -hmm. is Democrat, Republican. uh, And we, we talked a little bit about black and white, but we also made sure that we included to say like our Asian brothers and sisters and our Hispanic brothers and sisters and all of those things. Um, but he was just super grateful, he and his wife, because it's it's a conversation that is a conversation that unless you know you need to have it, you don't have it. And when you don't have it, you know, um, our our black, Hispanic, Asian and so on, brothers and sisters, they know you're not having it. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying, Joanne, you I mean you could speak to that, but like it you they they can feel when it it's not that they're being ignored. But it's also like we're just going to overlook this. Yeah, they yeah. can they can sense if it's genuine or not. Yeah, that's what you're getting after. Uh, I think it, you you spoke about it on Sunday. It's one of those things. It's like I, I think Pastor Dan did a great job of like laying the foundation for it, and you've been carrying the, you know carrying the torch for it. But it's like when we hurt, you hurt. That whole thing that you yeah. say. Yeah. Like, if if it's not if we're not being intentional about like hurting with our brothers and sisters, as far as you know, a black and white um, or whatever. Um, like, yeah, we can sense like, okay, so they don't feel the pain that we're feeling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Are they willing to talk about it? Yeah. You know, I was talking to a pastor buddy of mine. I was talking to a couple you guys were, yeah, Justin was at the table for this portion of the conversation. Um, I'm not sure if you're listening. We met with some pastors a couple weeks ago Yeah, and, um, and we were talking about it and we were talking about all of us have a a friend who's a pastor. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so all of us at the table had one friend who was a pastor who wasn't there at the lunch. And we were just talking about they they look at TC and they're like, man, we really wish that we could become multicultural the way you are. Like, we wish we could build that. Um, and I even told him, like I told him outright, I was very honest with him. I said, I don't know that you can afford to do that tangibly, <laughs> like not emotionally, like yeah. they, they emotionally would love to do that. The thing is, is like you really, you're really going to have to disrupt the homogeneous environment that exists to make that possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some people who aren't outright racist, but do have a bit of covert racism in them that yeah. they don't even, they're not even aware of yeah. that are going to walk away from your church if you start having these conversations. And can your budget afford that hit? Yeah. You know? Um, and it's like, I don't know. I was like, but for us, 
Like, this is who we are. You know, like I will willingly watch someone. I, I, I don't know anyone. I don't know what anybody gives in our church money wise. Like, I don't know. Like other people do. I don't. So no one can be like, do you know how much I give in the church? I'd be like, I really don't, but I know we made it without you and we'll, <laughs> we'll yeah. continue to make it without you if you leave, you know? Um, it's not that I don't love you. I'm just saying no one holds me hostage when it comes to how we lead our church. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so it, it's one of those things where, <laughs> what's that? I was going to make a, <laughs> kind of a joke. It's like, no one gives enough that we could be held hostage right. at this no, point. Nobody. Like, we, don't yeah, have like, yeah. we don't have like million dollar givers. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. You know. However, if you would like to attend our church uh, and, uh, and you embrace the idea of multiculturalism, <laughs> come okay. on in. But, uh, but all that to say was just to let them know, like, you know, you, you can't afford that kind of move. Yeah. But we built, we're, like, we're built on that. Yeah. You know, that. This is who we are. So, um, and, and that's unfortunate, you know, that churches would run a risk that you have to even have that conversation. And I think that's what's so frustrating. It's crazy to me. It's yeah. like you got to, if a pastor wants to take a church from a homogeneous all white church or homogeneous all black church and, and shift the culture to embrace another culture, um, if it's already built that way, you're going to have to lose people to embrace people. Like that's just a, yeah. that, like, so the Imago Day, the image of God resting in someone that may be a different ethnicity. Like we can't see that so much that we're willing to, to pull away from our preference so I that we can draw people. I can't, I have a hard time just wrapping my head around how stupid that is. Yeah. Blows you know? my mind. I, I just, it's sad. It, like, is. it is sad. Like you said that they have to have that because the pastor has a desire. Yeah. You know, so and he, there's, there's probably others in the church that have the desire. Yeah. It's just, it's, to me that's there's, crazy. There's, there's African American or black brothers and sisters in our church right now that came to our church from some of these other churches and they were like, we were just finally, we're glad that we were able to walk into a church that actually sees us, doesn't just see past us. Right. Yeah. And they want to love us and, and embrace us as a part of family, not just make us tokens. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Ooh, and it's like, good. and so, um, you know, I, we're not the, the best at it. We just strive to be, to make it a family. Um, and so I think we're doing a good job but I think we can always get better. Of course. No um, doubt. Which is why sermons like yesterday were necessary. You know, that's what I told, told Joe, you know, I said, it's great because, you know, we're really kind of preaching to the choir, you know, 99% of the people in that room are already bought in. Yeah. They're already on right. board. You know, it wasn't, we're not convincing anyone of something. We're just recommunicating what matters Yeah, because it's so important to us. We were, we wanted to put it into our code twice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. so, um, uh, so it's just part of, it's part of who we are and it's part of what we communicate. So it's just necessary. Um, and, and that's what we see, you know, when, when Jesus is talking to the Samaritan woman, you know, she, she says, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. Like we shouldn't be interacting with each other. Like, how can you ask me for a drink? You know? And that's what society tells all of us, CNN, Fox news, all this stuff. Like that tells all of us like, well, you're black, you're white or you're Hispanic or you're Asian. Like y'all shouldn't be going to church together. Y'all shouldn't be able to disagree on this, but still sit down at a table and have a conversation. Right. You know, you shouldn't be able to know who each other is going to vote for and it'd be different political parties, but still love each other enough to eat pizza together or go to each other's house. And it's yeah. like, like, that's what, that's what the world keeps telling us. The same way the Samaritan woman was telling Jesus, like, you know, we're, you know, we're separated. Like we shouldn't, you should not be interacting with me like that. And that's what the world keeps trying to do to us. It's like, y'all should be separated. Y'all shouldn't be interacting like that. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like we're, we're going to do what Jesus did. We're going to go out of our way to disrupt the social norm totally. yeah. to, to embrace exactly. each other, yeah. you know? So, um, 
Which that leads us to the second portion of our code, right? What you got, Justin? Unity is greater than loyalty. That's it. So this idea that the unity to the gospel and unity to our vision and unity to diversity, like the unity of diversity is more important than the loyalty that we would have to any other worldly uh, right. uh, organization or platform. You know, so unity in the body of Christ is greater than our loyalty to anything outside the body of Christ, yep. which means like I surrender my political preference when it comes to me loving our brothers and sisters, yeah, you know, and it's like uh, going out of our way to embrace that wh- wh- on whatever side of the coin. Exactly. Like, so it's not just that white people surrender it, you know, it's not just that African Americans surrender it or Hispanic or Asian. It's not just Republicans surrender it. And it's not just that Democrats surrender. It. Like, it's like, no, no, no. Like it. And it's not even saying that we surrender it and that we never have a preference it's saying that we don't pick our preference over our unity. Mm-hmm. Like, in other words, I'll never let, if Juwan were to tell me he's going to vote for somebody different than I'm going to vote for, I would never let his loyalty to that or my loyalty to my candidate calls me to disrupt the unity that exists between us. Right, right. Right. Doesn't mean you can't have it. Have it. Doesn't mean that social uh, agendas don't matter. They matter. Doesn't mean that candidates don't matter. They matter. Right. We still have to live in a world where we have to elect officials that are going to govern. Like we still have to do all of those things. So it's not saying that we don't have an opinion. It's not saying that we don't speak to those things. It's not saying that we don't have conversations about them. It's that wherever the conversation goes, it doesn't disrupt how unified we are and how much we love each other. You know what right, I mean? Right, so right. I want to make sure we clarified that because I could see how it's like, none of it matters. And it's like, no, 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 it matters. <laughs> like, so do what you, you know what I mean? Like whatever right. your conviction sets into your heart about who you vote for and your political stance and all those things, like however the Holy Spirit is leading you and whatever you are convicted in uh, I, I say do that and even have healthy uh, conversations with your brothers and sisters about it to help people see different perspectives that's, that's what we I was about to say we just don't disrupt unity over it yeah I was about to say the cool thing about when you have the unity is at some point it challenges the way you've always viewed something yeah. even when it goes in regards to like you're saying maybe even political or whatever like yeah. whatever you're you know how how you viewed a particular uh, issue or right. you know whatever that yeah. diversity and that unity with that you know you especially become friends you start having conversations maybe you never even thought to have not that you're not yeah. you're not bad because you never had it you you're seeing the world through the lens you know yeah and just a different perspective can help shift that sometimes yeah, in, a, in a healthy way and then vice versa maybe you're here and the other person's here and the two of you together can you know yeah. you, you pull towards each other yeah. a little bit no definitely and that's a that's the thing is it, it, if you haven't had the experiences then you have to talk to people that have yeah but you can't just be blind you know yeah. I mean so, so many people it's a, are like it's okay I, to be ignorant it's not okay to stay that way yeah that's yeah. a great statement yeah yeah um and it happens so much. If you've never been in the environment to experience what other people experience, then you have to take a, you have to step off your high horse of knowing 
whatever and really put your attention on learning from each other, you know? And again, I think I just grew up in environments where that became a lot easier for me than maybe it is for other people. You know, I'll never forget, man, we went and played, we we were in high school. So uh, we went and played basketball at UWF with the colleges here in town. And so it was me and it just so happened that day that it was four other white dudes in the car, right? So five of us packed into this Malibu and we're flying down Kingsfield road. Right. Um, I don't know why we were going so fast, but we were moving down Kingsfield. Um, and you know, if you, if everyone in Pensacola has that like swervy parts and a cop popped me coming around that swerve, man. And, uh, we were probably doing 55 or 60, you know, which is fast on that road. And so pulled us over, um, you know, and we were, we were respectful to the officer and all those things. And, and, um, you know, but he just kind of was going through his typical police thing. Right. Ended up giving us a warning, you know, was like, listen guys, I know you're having a good time. He was super cool. Younger cop. It's like, awesome. Thank you. Um, you know, and then the same thing happened like two or three weeks later, but this time I was riding with my buddy, um, Eladio, who was Puerto Rican <clears throat> and it was him, me, I was in the back seat, And then the other two, other three guys in his SUV were black and we got pulled over in the exact same spot for doing the exact same thing. Different outcome. Bro, we got pulled out of the car. Yeah. Like put like cert- hands on the hood search like type of thing. And there's just moments like that where I was like, if in the moment it was like, well, it's just coincidence until it happens. Stuff like that starts happening more often. Yeah. And you're going like, okay, this isn't a coincidence. Like this, you know what I mean? It's just like, they're just things I've experienced it. But if, if you're part of a, culture that's never experienced it in this particular case we're talking about you know white and people of color and some of those things if you're if you're in that scenario you've never experienced it then you just don't know yeah like and, we, and it's again like you said it's like well, it's we, okay to be ignorant it's not okay to stay that we way. we all we you don't know we know someone great guy that that has said to me that race he's white that racism doesn't exist anymore and i'm like I know about a couple million black people that would disagree. Yeah. <laughs> wrong, oh, one. wrong one. <laughs> it's laughter. Yeah. Um, it's a joke. <laughs> I know millions of black people that disagree with you. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's right. like, and I was like, bro, I told, it's like, whatever you do, don't ever say that around other people. Yeah. Especially <laughs> someone that's of color because. You might get beat up. Honestly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like, you might not experience racism. Yeah. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. Like, and when would you have like, uh, be right. real, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. If that's the way you think, be real. When would you have experienced it? But no, and it is. It's something that's crazy. But you, you can take it out. You can take it out of the race world too. Like you can put it into a, a generational world. You know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're millennials. All of us at the table are millennials, except for you. You might be Gen, um, Gen Yeah, Z? I'm Gen Z. Gen Z. Um, but it's like, you know, I'm, Justin and I definitely get this. John, I don't know how much you've experienced it. You know, you might be on that cusp of, of not experiencing new as much as I have. But it's like, I've been overqualified per, for a position with more experience, better management skills, better leadership skills, and looked over it just because of how young I was. You know, so meanwhile, they give it to this Yahoo that can't even run, you know, Windows 6 or whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, can't put a PDF attachment on an email. Right. You know? you know, it's, it's, like, it's like, but yeah, but I'm glad he's the boss now. I'm right. like, great. You know, so, it, and it's like, it, it's one of those things. 
where it, it, it not always about race. It can be about multiple things. You know, um, how often do, how often do you experience people with a different income? You know, if they're driving a Mercedes, they automatically get treated differently than if they're driving, you know, an old beat up Camaro, you know, from the nineties or whatever. So it, it, it's represented in so many different ways. And, and at transformation church, our goal, yeah, from a race and ethnicity and cultural perspective. Yeah. That too. But also from an income perspective and also from an age perspective, it's right. like, we really want to go out of our way to make sure that everyone understands that we're not trying to disrupt you know, the unity that exists. Yeah. Um, it's greater than the loyalty. Yeah. All day. And, like, and, and so whatever we, you know, that's one of the reasons why, you know, Justin and I, you, we've had this conversation a lot, but you know, we've, we've all but disqualified the conversation in our church of like, well, these young people, you know, like that, that we don't have those conversations Mm-mm. around, you know, not anymore. I mean, it, it, yeah, some people tried, you know, and I waved at them from the door while they left, you know, it's like, love you and good luck for the pastor that you end up having after me. Cause I'm just didn't changing, you know, right. can I tell a story? Sure. Can, I, can I tell a story about, um, <laughs> story time? Yeah. Well, it was when I was real new at the church. Oh, I already, okay. You know the yeah, story? I already Can know. I tell it? Yeah, I go, I yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, it was, I was real, it was like my first few weeks or month or so at the church, and there was a, a woman who, who stopped me on a Sunday, and we were just kind of talking about several things, and she was just kind of telling me uh, s- several things, and in the conversation, she asked me to pray for her son, who was like, I don't know, mid to late 20s. Um, used to come to church, doesn't come anymore. She's like, yeah. can you pray for my son? I would love for him to come back to church, you know, um, I was like, yeah, of course. Um, you know, what's his name? We started talking. I was just asking her questions about her family and, and that type of thing. And then, um, then the then we kind of finished that, and we go and she goes like something else I want to talk about. And she used that as an opportunity. She started complaining about Brad, you know, because this was this was like we we're getting real close to the transition. Um, everyone kind of people that were knew what was coming, you know, that type yeah. of thing. And she was not like complaining about him. I, was, like, I think it was, pers- al- I was already preaching on a regular basis at that point. Too. You were, you yeah. were. So she was just kind of complaining, not necessarily about him, but some of the things, you know, and she was like, you know, it's like, it just seems like all we care about that it is, is young is the young people. And, you know, we're doing things in service and the music sometimes and da, da, da. And I stopped her. I said, you know, hold, hold up. I was like, you just asked me to pray for your 26 year old to come back to church and to fall in love with church. And we're trying to create and cultivate an environment where people in their mid to late twenties really enjoy it just from a experience perspective. Yeah. Right. And you're complaining about it. Like you yeah. can't have it both ways. Like I, I shut her down. I stopped. I was like, this, this is not, we're not doing this. It's not, yeah, you know, it's not about your preference. It's not about ours either. Yeah. It's, it's not messing with my preference either. Yeah. Like, there's a number of things that if it were my, the church service I wanted for myself would be a lot different than what it is. Yeah. So it's like understanding that all those things, all those things matter, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's like, even going back to that, you know, it's like, you know, what, what people don't know is, <clears throat> you know, we created a team of veterans for the transition, 20 people that were over 50 that had the ability to knock on my door or call my phone anytime during the transition to ask me questions and to give me their feedback, you know? And it's like that particular person turned down the invitation to be on the team because they didn't want change. They just wanted to complain. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how it goes. And it's like most people don't want change. They just want to complain about how things are. Well, yeah. And to go back to what you originally said, though, even just shutting that kind of stuff down. Yeah, quickly. It's like we no longer 
we we don't run into that. I mean, even in our trustees, because it's not true. It's it's not true, right? Right. But even in our like we mentioned trustees a second ago, like we have trustees that are, you know, half of them are are over fifty, something oh, like yeah. that, right? So they're older than significantly older than us. They're not old; they're older than us. But you know, those aren't even parts of the conversation in our trustee meetings anymore. Yeah, not that they ever really were, but you know that. That's not their concern because yeah. they're bought. They see what's happening in the life of our church too. Like they're bought into it. Well, they're yeah. not going to complain about it because there's nothing to complain about. Well, yeah, and it's you know again, like it's just it's the way we approach things that matter, right? And it's like when we walk into the trustee meetings, you know, it's not like let's let's break our budget on reaching as many twenty eight year olds as we can. Like it's not it's not, it's not it's a the conversation, you know. Yeah. It's like it's about you know, and I think even with people of different generations, you know, and this is just like leadership stuff. It's you know, like. Sh- Show them that you're worthy of the honor that someone that's older than you would give someone younger than you. Yeah. And the way you do that is by honoring them. The way you do that is by being mature and responsible. Like it's, you know what I mean? It's like even said person that we were talking about who is complaining about me. It's like, you know what kind of, you know what level of immaturity you have to have to not even talk to the person about that, but to talk to someone else about it and just complain. And when you have a chance to be a part of changing something, you don't want to do that. You just want to do, it's like, yeah. come okay, get yeah. out of here. You know? like, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I got nothing for you, yeah. you know, it's cause we're, we're here to, we're here for unity, you know? Yeah. And the thing is, is if someone genuinely wanted change, that's why I gave those 20 people that are over 50 years old access to me. It's like, if you see some things that you are really uncomfortable with, you feel like it could be dangerous for us. Like I want to know about it. Cause it's not that we're just, you know, get over it. You know, that's uh-huh. not the mentality we took. It was like, no, no, we care about you guys too. And if you ever feel like we don't, here's my cell phone number. You call me, you know? And so that meant, that meant a lot to the, and most of them are still around, you know, cause it's those types of things are, those are healthy, helpful conversations that you have to have, but our unity is greater than loyalty. Our, our loyalty. And the, and we didn't hit the tagline on that yet. I don't think. Yeah. Go ahead. Did, did we? Did no. we? No, mm-hmm. we didn't. That we will fight for each other's right to have a seat at the table and yeah. we, we stick together. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Because so often, you know, so often they don't mind someone being in the room, but you just don't get to have a seat at the table. You know what I mean? Um, the, the best analogy I could give you guys have seen black Panther, yeah. right? So you remember in the cave where they were talking to the leader of the tribe, um, after, yeah. after Mbaku. T'Challa. Mbaku, yeah. Mbaku. yeah Mbaku. And, uh, and so they're having a conversation and the white dude starts to chime in. Yeah. And they're like, whoo, whoo. They, yeah. they start doing that to him. And, uh, you know, and it's like, they, they, they didn't mind him being in the room. Yeah. But it's like, don't, uh-uh. It's like, don't like, you start talking. Yeah, yeah, don't speak yeah. That happened to me at a barbershop once, but nonetheless, <laughs> you know, they didn't like wolf at me, but they, like I started, ch- we were having a conversation. So this is in high school. We were having a conversation about the top point guards in the league. <laughs> And so, yeah. and uh, so we were all talking and I was like, well, I, you know, I think that, uh, everybody was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and, uh, and my coach looked at me, he was like, no, just sit there. Um, but it's, but all that to say is it's like, you know, and there's been, that's happened on every level in different, you know, you can flip the page on it, you know, where, uh, you know, where white people are talking about how, you know, what they're going to do. And maybe someone that's Hispanic um, or Asian or black and it talks to speak up. Well, you know, we should really pay. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like, we don't mind you being in the room, but I don't know that you need to have a seat at this table. Right. And, but what's crazy about what, what's cool about this one is it's not just an analogy or figurative. It is that 
like everybody gets it. But we took that really literal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, our staff. Yeah. We're going back to that. You know, we have a woman. We have a black guy. We have young people. We have you know some older like. We took it literal. Yeah. Everyone has a seat at the table. Our trustees, we keep mentioning them. It is diverse. Yeah. Our overseers, like yeah. Yeah. everyone get not just the proverbial table, the yeah. actual table. Yeah. Right. Where and, we sit down and talk through things. And make decisions. Yeah, as, and make decisions as, as leaders. As yeah. Like like it's not it's not a proverbial table. It's a real table. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and we took that very, very serious. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, and it's just understanding this idea that, you know, when, when we're talking about unity, um, you know, we talked about it on Sunday and again, go check out the sermon cause it's better than we have the time to explain it on here. But you know, this idea that we really have to be careful what we choose to take sides on yeah. because when we take a side, we're neglecting another side. Yeah. And if we're really going to have unity, it means even when in moments of tension, keeping, keeping the unity together because yeah. the minute you pick this side, you're now telling this side no or neglecting this side and genuine unity is saying like no 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 i'm gonna stand i'll stand with you but i'm also gonna stand with you like yeah like we stand in the tension you know we stand in the center of that tension we embrace the tension and being in the middle um is is and sometimes it's uncomfortable but it's exactly where jesus was yeah you know when the woman when the woman was accused of adultery or caught in adultery he stood between the religious crowd and the person that needs saving you know, right in the center, you know, when the woman was at the well, like he stood between, you know, religion and law and, and her right in the middle, you know, Jesus was constantly standing in the middle, in the center uh, of what was expected or what was the social norm versus what he came to accomplish. And we should be the same way, you know, right in the center of whatever society is trying to tell us we should do versus what the gospel is telling us we should do. Um, and that tension, although sometimes it's difficult, sometimes it's hard, and sometimes it forces us to have conversations that may be uncomfortable, it's necessary. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what God is calling us to, you know. Yeah. So can't speak for every church. Um, and we're certainly not the only one. Man, some great churches in our town that have gone out of the way and, and for years and even some for decades have embraced the idea of being multicultural, multiracial. So we're not the only church that does this. Um, you know, I wanted to really clarify that you know because you know there's there's some good churches in our city um there's some that don't have the luxury of having these conversations for whatever reason uh, or they choose not to not that's not my job like my job's a pastor this church but there are some other churches that are doing a great job at this as well and we applaud all of them but we're talking about us and what our goals are and this is important Mm mm-hmm it's huge. So, huge. Huge. So. I thought that was fitting. Yeah. So anyways, it was a good time. <laughs> yeah. John, thanks for uh, chiming in. Yeah, you're welcome. Today. So we, Absolutely. <laughs> we appreciate We appreciate. You got anything you. to add, John? Yeah. Uh, things are things are great today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what They are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite what we were going you for. You feel united but, uh, over there? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Definitely. Well, I mean, I can give like just my. By all means. Uh, experience with church, you know. Whoa. Going yeah. into going <laughs> going into uh, going into different 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 areas, John, different places. Justin, when I was six, <laughs> no, but Justin knows this. Like the very first church we went to, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I so, do. it's oh, like I do. 
it, it's it's seeing where we were and where we are now. You know, especially that's where true. I am now. Like that's that's a big deal. And I, I don't. I, th- I think the main thing that I need to say is that I didn't realize how important it was until how important it was. That's you know? good. Oh, okay. You preaching now? So. Like, and that's what I think so many people are. (laughs) Let's say you were never exposed, (laughs) like you never saw, but you probably would have been okay. You still uh, saved. You're still doing good things for the Lord. You're still like, but it's like once your your kind of eyes are opened a little bit, and you see how important it is, and you make friendships, you and you, you know, and all that. It's like you really see. It's like I was missing something, and then you like so many people are missing. Yeah, so many people are missing that, and that goes both ways. You know, that goes both ways for. You know, I mean, I know I had some real good, still have connections with, um, and I know Brad knows a lot of them, um, a lot of these other churches and pastors and people in ministry, but in the predominantly black church world, you know, they used to come and do a lot of stuff at events we used to have. Yeah, um, But it's like, even, even that, like they're missing something too by only being a, a black church. You know, they're missing that there too. There's just, we're all, we're all missing it if we're, if we're yeah. kind of isolated in that, ch- you know. Your church should look like your community. You know, I think that's really what it boils down to. I mean, uh, if you have a church in, you know, in Compton, your church is going to look like Uh, Compton. You know what I mean? If you so, uh, I I listen to some podcasts, right? And and even like say, maybe get off of this, but like even in the church growth world and conversations, we run into this, um, and like even some of the arc stuff. You know, it's like you have these rural rural church. Rural, rural churches. Such a dumb word. Um, Or you know, they don't have. They may you'll never be a a five hundred person church Mm because there's not. It's just it's a small six hundred in the community or whatever. Right. It's like so. Sometimes those guys feel like they're left out of the conversation because it's like you're. There's a lot of churches that are hitting these trying to hit these barriers of five hundred and then to a thousand and or and beyond or whatever, which is fantastic. But um, same from a, a racial perspective, you know, like where I went to high school, for example, I went to central high school, North in the center of County, Oof. you know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty white out there. It is. You know, I mean, it's the farm community. It's like, it's, it's just, it, that is what it is. It's, yeah. um, so for the for the pastor, it still feels like the sixties out there, sixties and seventies. Yeah, for you the roll through there. for the pastor that's in a church out there that were maybe exactly where God called him to be. He's not trying to not have a a, a non diverse church necessarily. Yeah. It just it, it is it's like the community, you know. So and I think that's okay. Um, yeah. It's just when someone walks through the door or you know how, how they how they treat it. I think that's you know the where where the your character comes out, what you truly what you truly believe about diversity comes out in, the, in those moments, I guess. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I don't I don't think just because someone has a predominantly one or whether it's generational or racial church doesn't necessarily mean they're against everything we're talking about. It just right. may be. Like you say, the community that they're community. in, you know, yeah. like yeah, you say, yeah, yeah. if you're in Compton or predominantly black area, it's going to be a predominantly black church, most likely, and yeah. that's that's not yeah. bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so a lot of my family in the hills of Kentucky, it's like, yeah, it's white folks up there, dog. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but the church plant that my dad planted in downtown Cincinnati, which is 30 minutes away. You know, that's a very diverse church because yeah. it's, it's the community, you know, it's yeah. like Pensacola, yeah, everywhere is diverse, but, but no, you're right. I mean, a lot of it is because we're just not willing to, you know, you conform to us. And if that's what you're doing, you're making it really difficult for unity in your body for other people that may look different than you or have a different income class than you or are a different age bracket than you, yeah. you know, some of those things. So it really is, but it's so important. It's important enough to us that we'll take a Sunday 
one Sunday a couple times a year and talk about and it. Talk about it, you know, because it's part of who we are. It's not something we tolerate. It's something we celebrate. Right. Hey, so, yo. That's it right there. So, uh, anyways, good time, guys. Man, fantastic time. Yep. It's so. awesome. Do we have Do we have any questions? I don't think we have any questions. No, no. no Everyone on Facebook today. land. We answered them all just in our conversation. Look at that, boys. That's Look it. at that. We took, took care of it. Tackled it on the fly. So, hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate it. Thank you guys for watching live. For those of you that are watching us, yep. those of you that are listening, uh, again, if you have any questions, concerns, feedback, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Karen will give you some of the information on where you can track Justin and I down on the way out of the podcast. So we appreciate it. If, li- if you're listening. If you're listening, yeah. Um, if not, you can drop a comment and we can tackle that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys uh, next week for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.